Do you remember when Charlie Brown picks out the Christmas tree? And at the tree light, he finds a small sapling that ironically is the only real tree in the lot. But when they return, Lucy and the others, well, I think we'll, we'll let them tell us the Christmas story tonight. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Nothing says Christmas Eve like the reading of Luke chapter 2, and I just think Linus has a way of reading it that is Christmas. This is what we all have been waiting for, and this is what pulls us into the Christmas story. Jesus is born, the Messiah, the King, but I wonder, I wonder if we have made a great mistake tonight. A great mistake. I'm not suggesting that attending Christmas Eve service is wrong-headed or that we shouldn't be here or maybe this story is something we shouldn't focus on. Or that reading the beautiful and poetic scriptures that point us to Jesus should not be read tonight. But then again... Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's part of the problem. What have we done with this story? And what have we done with Christmas Eve? Have we relegated this to just this one night? Have we made Christmas Eve just one night in a year where maybe, just maybe, well, I hope by now you're done with your Christmas shopping. But maybe, just maybe, we finally breathe a sigh of relief. We make our way to Christmas Eve service and we say, boy, I'm so glad we're here. Is it just an exclamation point 
to the long season of Advent, or worse, the rapid-fire pace of the holiday season? Just the precursor to tomorrow morning? But what if it is more? You know, I feel like Charlie Brown sometimes this time of year. And when I'm finding my way in the pace of things or in the community or even in my own life and home and all the stuff that goes on with Christmas, I want to yell, is there anyone who knows what Christmas is about? And I'm a pastor. Advent takes us through the time between the birth of Jesus and the anticipated return of Jesus. And as I've said in different ways this year, we are really primarily an Advent people. We live in this land in between the coming that has been that we celebrate tonight and that which is yet to come. We are always living in the already and the yet to be. But that is where Christmas Eve belongs. In the everyday grind and glory of life. And so I've been thinking about a question that another pastor posed. Pastor Janet Hunt asked this question, simple question, what is Christmas Eve for? What is Christmas Eve for? When I ask that question, I honestly ask that question, my mind begins to move outside of this day. In fact, it begins to move outside of this season. And suddenly, I wonder to myself, where the singing angels and the awestruck shepherds and the Christ child and this manger and this inn and this barn and this star and this... I wonder if this Christmas story, where does it really belong? I wonder, does it really belong in the whole year? And I begin to reflect on that. And I ask, what is Christmas Eve for? So I began trying to answer that in preparation for tonight. I began trying to think about this past year. I began trying to think about some of the things that have been happening in the lives of our congregation and in the lives of our own family. I'm trying to think about some of the things that are happening in our world and asking the question, what is Christmas Eve for? And my list seems long, but it's really short, and I bet you if you added your things to it, we'd have a sermon in ourselves just with what we do in answering that question. What is Christmas Eve for? It is for sitting by the bedside of a dying loved one. It is for trying to figure out what to do when you're a part of the layoff. It is for the heartache over a wayward child. It is for the delightful birth of a newborn and the fear of that newborn's future. It is for the drain of trying to care for aging parents. It is for the joy of grandchildren. It is for the shadow when Alzheimer's closes in. It is for the battle with heroin addiction. It is for the darkness and depression and mental health struggles. It is for the loneliness of the forgotten. It is for the day they put the chemo port in. It is for the day that they pronounce remission. It is for the fear the day when you fear the PTSD dreams. It is for the death of a young adult that doesn't make sense in life. It is for the financial stress when there is just not enough, and it is for the financial success when there is more than enough. It is for the vulnerability of the abused, and it is for the moment the heart attack grips your chest and your jaw. 
And it is for when your heart bursts for joy. It's all of this and so much more. Isn't that what Christmas Eve is for? Let me ask you, how would you answer that question? What is Christmas Eve for? You see, that's why we we return year after year after year. We come, we gather, we sit, we listen. And whether it's Linus or someone else, we hear about the birth of Jesus and the angels and the star and the shepherds and the baby and no room in an inn but a room in a heart. The coming of the Christ child signals God's answer to that question. We read Luke's gospel to be reminded that Christmas is for the stuff of life and death and everything in between. And because that is the case, the first words out of the angel's mouth to the shepherds is this. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. They say that the phrase, do not be afraid, or something similar to that, is the most often repeated command in the Bible from God. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. To Abraham in Genesis 15, in the very first book in the Bible, to the book of Revelation in chapter 1, do not be afraid. The angels said it to the shepherds about the manger that was full of the baby and the resurrected Christ said it to Mary at the empty tomb. Do not be afraid. And because God is God and he can be trusted with all of life, the words of the angel on that first Christmas are your words and they're my words. I love the way Scotty Smith says it. Jesus, you have robbed the grave of its victory. You have removed the sting of death. You have defeated the devil and all the powers of darkness. We don't have to be afraid of difficult people or devastating circumstances. We don't have to be afraid of failing health or heart-wrenching providences. We don't have to fear more terrorists in the world or more failures on our part. Because of you, Jesus. So on this Christmas Eve, Let us bring our fears and our doubts to the one who was born to rule over our lives. And if there's any scripture in the Bible that tells us that God's got this, whatever this might be, it is right here in the manger scene we have been pulled to now for weeks. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. So as the sweet Christmas carol reminds us, which we sang tonight, A Little Town of Bethlehem, written by the Boston pastor Phillips Brooks, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Hear that again. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. All the hopes and all the fears all mashed together in every stage, in every season, in every year, in every decade, in every heartache, in every heartbreak, in every joy, in every celebration, in every longing, in every weighty fear. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in Him. Jesus meets us there. And that means the words of Heather Holloman are so very true when she says, in Jesus Christ, we have nothing more to hope for and nothing more to fear. We have nothing more to hope for because he is everything we could possibly hope for. And we have nothing more to fear 
because he is everything we could possibly hope for. He is born the king. And so the angel says to us, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. As we turn to the table of the Lord's Supper tonight on this Christmas feast, we know that looming over the manger is the shadow of the cross. Tonight, before we come to the table, I mentioned to you these pieces of paper, and I have mine with me tonight. We invite you to write on that paper what fear you may need to trust God with, what challenge you may be facing, what it is that you need to say, Lord, I need you to show up in that. And as you come for communion tonight, we invite you to take this paper and just fold it up and place it in the manger scene. Our pastors will be right here to the side. We'll invite you to come to the center, place it in the manger scene, and then go and receive the elements of communion, and then return to your seat, and we will partake of the communion together. But what hope, what hope do you have that you need to place in God's care? What person do you need to put into his hands? What unknown do you need to release control of? As you come to the table tonight, we invite you to bring your paper with all the hopes and fears of all the years and place them in the manger representing Christ. And for all the hopes and fears in all the years, let us let him meet us this night. I invite you this night to come to the table of the Lord. I'm going to invite our pastors to come as we prepare for communion. And as Pastor Serena plays a song about not fearing, we invite you tonight to come to the table. Come and place faith in the one who calls us to trust him. And remember the words of the angel or our words. Do not be afraid, for today a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I invite you to stand with us tonight. And I invite you to come to the table of the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and put my paper in when I come down. I invite you to join me in doing that, then receive the sacrament of communion, and then we'll participate together. Let us come to the table of the Lord. confidence because I have seen the faithfulness of God the still inside the storm the promise of the shore I trust the power of your word enough to seek your kingdom first beyond the barren place beyond the ocean waves when i walk through the waters i won't be overcome when i go through the rivers i will not be drowned my god 
promises you make. There isn't one that is delayed, so I will not lose heart. Here I will lift my arms and start to sing into the
The angels knew what happened. They knew who came. They knew what was transpiring. God came. God was with us. The Savior of the world. My Savior, your Savior, our Savior. And that's why they said, do not be afraid. God's got this. And we know that's true. Because on the night before Jesus Christ was crucified, he took the bread and he broke it. He gave it to his followers and he said, this is my body given for you. God giving to us his everything. And then he said, as an act of faith really, do this in remembrance of me. Let us participate in the bread. He then took the cup and again he gave thanks to the Father. He gave the cup to his followers and he said, this is the cup of my new covenant, my blood which is shed for the forgiveness of many. He then passed it to them and he said, do this in remembrance of me. Let us place our faith in the one who gave his life for us. This time, those who are going to assist can come forward. Jesus is the light of the world. Let his light shine in us. Let us sing now of his light to us, for us, through us.
together joy to the world. People now no longer will live in darkness, for the light of the world has come, and none of us has to live in darkness any longer. Thanks be to God. Receive this benediction. Now may our Lord, who has come, meet us each and every day. And may we remember tonight we need not be afraid. For Emmanuel, God is with us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Have a great day tomorrow, and we'll see you on Sunday as we worship the newborn king. God bless you.